Welcome to The Cutting Floor on the River's Edge Church Podcast, where each week we explore sermon topics that don't make it to the pulpit on Sunday. We hope that you will find this beneficial, and as always, encourage you to like and follow. Hello, my name is Pastor Ross Grawl, and I'm a church planner and pastor at River's Edge Church. And thank you for joining us uh, on the most recent episode of The Cutting Floor. Um, for those who've been uh, listening, uh, the last couple months we've taken just a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, the summertime's always a little difficult with children being home, and uh, there's just a lot of activity for our church. It's a, a big time for outreach. Uh, but with the fall coming in, we wanted to get started back up. Last week I had to take a hiatus because I had COVID, but thankfully I'm fully recovered. And I'm excited to talk a little bit about our past week's sermon topic. So um, in September, when we began the process of scheduling out um, our sermon series for the year, I wanted to use September as a time to talk about families and mission, uh, typically in the life of the church, at least the Baptist church and specifically the Southern Baptist church. September is often a month focused on mission work. And uh, a lot of it has to do with, I think, the scheduling of budgeting. So budgets for churches are usually started around October or at least confirmed around October. And so for the future year, this is a great time to really get people excited about uh, mission work that's happening and, and the future of mission involvement in the church. Um, so as I was scheduling, it was something I was aware of, and I really wanted to focus on the idea of what missions work should look like versus what we think it is. Um, for those who don't know, uh, my wife and I, Aaron, spent uh, several years um running an organization called G Family Missions that served specifically Cuba and uh, in Africa. And our primary focus during that time was to empower uh, and equip um, leaders within the those countries to be able to uh, disciple, reach people, evangelize, um, and, disciple, and grow um, the, the kingdom. We learned a lot during our time uh, serving in those countries and one of the things that we found was that the effectiveness of missions really depends on the ability to live out your faith. And discipleship was a big, integral part of that in those countries. And it seemed to be that it was certainly something that was not as evident in the lives of Christians um, that we were around and that we that we were even. And so what we wanted to do um, during this topic series is just begin teaching people realistic um, and uh, functional ways to live as missionaries would live. Uh, and so this past week, we really focused on the idea of being on mission for our families. Um, we spent a lot of time, you know, just going through some of the verses. I'm going to bring some of those up and just talk about some of the little things that I wasn't able to get to there in the sermon. Uh, but the first of these is just the priority of the families often overlooked. We talk about it, but then we overlook it. Um, the churches in America have essentially siloed off all of our children. Um, if you ever go to a large church that has a really big church, children's church program, um, the children interact with the their parents um, and other, you know, any other adult minus those who are working uh, very 
little. Uh, they are sanctioned off to a corner. Um, they are given lessons that they can learn, and there's nothing wrong with doing some of this. But this is so unusual in the life of the church. If you go back the past 2,000 years, that doesn't show up. It doesn't show up. It's just, it's not a reality. That's not how church started. It's definitely not how church progressed. Um, and it's only been a recent thing that we begin seeing this. Um, these aren't bad things. If you hear this and you're like, you think I'm beating down on churches for having a children's program, um, we have a children's program. It's modified. It's definitely different than most. But we know that children need to learn the Bible and we want to teach them that. And we feel that, that we have a stewardship of that. But this is what I'm saying. It is so important that parents are involved in the discipleship and really the missionary work of engaging their children for the gospel. It, it is vital. There is no greater teacher for our faith than our families. We see that mentioned about Timothy. Paul talks about how Timothy's grandmother and mother's face was so great and that they instilled him a foundation before Paul ever got to him. And so we really have to take on that challenge. Part of the church's job is equipping and encouraging parents. It's hard work being a parent. It's hard work coming home every night, knowing your kid has homework, sports, activities, and taking 10 minutes at the end of a very long day and sitting down and reading the Bible with them, sitting down and teaching them how to pray, talking about their faith. And we have to be really aware of our, what our calling is as parents. Um, it's, it's just, it's so vital that we engage parents in that way and get them thinking that way. Um, and this has been the problem. I think that a lot of churches, the church goers have been struggling with is we think of missions as somewhere that is not here. And we forget that here is where we live 99% of our life. Like, even if you're an avid missions goer, maybe, maybe you go every year, you're only going for a few weeks at most, the greatest impact you'll have is here. 48, 50 weeks out of the year, I'm, I'm, I'm at my home. Uh, I'm with my children. I'm, I'm with my spouse. And so that is our greatest mission field. And it's so important for us to wrap our heads around this. Uh, in Genesis, we see the very first thing that God ordained and commanded was that man and woman would multiply and be fruitful and rule over the earth. And the idea behind that is that the world would be filled with proper worship and image bearers of the Creator God. That was the goal. Obviously, sin interrupted that process, and God had to intervene once again. And through the Holy Spirit, we're able to do those things once more, um, but only through the Holy Spirit. The reality for us, though, is that God's original intent is still the same intent that we had before. He wants and desires that the earth be filled by using the family, by replication through reproduction. That's his hope. Um, that we would, and, and I think there's very few Christian parents who want nothing more than their child to come to know and follow Jesus. Um, but so many of us may not know how to do that. I'll give you an example. I grew up in a house where... I didn't see prayer happening outwardly very often. Um, in fact, the only time that I saw prayer was the occasions I would see my mother praying, and it would it would be to herself. Uh, we did practice praying before uh, dinner. I would say some nightly prayers for a little while as a child. I remember my mother taught me a rhyme. But one of the things I never saw 
that never happened. So I never saw my father pray. I just never saw it. And as an adult, I have realized that is a an area I want to change, but I have to work at it so hard because I never saw it. It was a skill that was never really modeled for me. Uh, but I want my children to have that skill. And so I have to make myself position myself in such a way and then and then allow them to have those opportunities to learn how to do that um and so just something so simple as that uh, can have a huge impact um the other reality with families is understanding that uh the the family structure is where we are most revealed um there's a essentially an old saying and i'm going to butcher it but it goes that we always hurt the ones we love the most, right? Um, and this is true because we are always the most vulnerable. Um, we are always the most exposed. And just by pure amount of time, <laughs> um, we are constantly in each other's presence. And so the people who know us the best are the people we see and spend all of our downtime with. And in a world filled with uh, distractions, but more importantly, a world filled with facade, with a social media entity, almost like avatars. Um, it is so important that our kids see the real version of what Christian life should look like. Um, I know growing up, it was very evident that some of the people that I knew were only Christian for the hour and a half that they were at church. It was just, it was blatantly evident. But there were also people I knew that were Christian 24 7 365 that they truly lived out a life of faith they were not and oddly enough what was interesting is they came off oftentimes as the least Christian person in those public settings and those religious settings because they were very honest about who they were they were humble um, they they and, and they lived in such a way that it was evident that this is who they were every moment of the day. Um, our children see us. For those who don't have children, this is something that we talked about as well. Um, God has, if God has blessed you to be in a position where you are in a church that has children, um, it is so vital that you um, are walking alongside those families as well. There was a study done, and I don't have the exact data, um, but there were studies done, and it showed that the most effective that, that when they were studying students who had gone to college and had retained their faith, so those students who did not leave, um, it was the students who had the number one reasoning, the common thread of uh, for those students to remain in the faith was that they had additional adult relationships with other believers within the church, um, which I shared on Sunday about this, but it, apparently at 13, um, our son now knows all things, and his dad is now an idiot. <laughs> and um, I know this is a common thread. I know that at 13, I didn't think my parents knew or understood anything in life, and I think this is a very common trait. And so it is so important that additional adults additional godly leaders walk alongside these young men and women, encouraging them in the faith, being available to listen, being available to guide. 
because those are going to be the people who have an impact on this last few years of development before they are cast out into the world. And it's going to be so vital that they see just another example of how God loves all people from not just their parents. The development part has to happen there. Um, lastly, one of the things that is really difficult for many parents to realize is that, you know, part of our goal is not just to raise up children who believe in Jesus, not just to raise up children who can pray or talk about Jesus or know Jesus, but to raise up people, um, raise up children who will one day become adults who will follow and be sent in the name of Jesus. Um, this is a very difficult thing to, um, really think about. You know, that you might have a child who will go into some of the most dangerous places in the world, risk their life for the sake of the gospel. But that's what God has called some of us to do. And as parents, we should be willing to submit ourselves to this calling even now. Even as we raise small children, we should be willing to commit ourselves to, hey, I want my child to know that God may call them to this. God may call them to preach. God may call them... Uh, to be a deacon, God may call them to be an evangelist, but God will call them to something. And it's our goal to prepare them for that. Their calling may not be anything like ours. I do not anticipate that any of my children will become pastors. Um, uh, I pray that God would guide them and that his will would be made evident to them. And would I be delighted if they would become a pastor? Surely. But I'll be just as delighted if they're faithful men and women um, who are, are godly examples out in the mission field of Africa or out in the mission field of the workforce right down the road. Um, but what I want to do is is raise them up to know that they're, they're being called and that if they commit their life to Christ, that means that they're putting, they're making themselves available to whatever that is. And I think that starts at an early age. Um, one of the last, one of the ways that we encourage parents to think about that is the way we handle missions um, like international and national, like local missions. Um, our kids do not listen to us. I don't know if other parents agree with that, but my kids struggle listening. But, man, they will copy me. They will do what I do. Um, they will mimic me and my behaviors. And so one of the things that we have always tried to do and we have encouraged other families to do is take your kids with you on mission. Now, that doesn't mean that tomorrow you have to buy tickets to Africa for your family. Cause we understand, trust me, going overseas on missions expensive. That's a, that's, that's an extravagant deal. But what you can do is you can take your kids on a prayer walk cause that's free. You can walk around your neighborhood. You can walk up and down your street and you can pray for each one of the houses. And you just tell your kids, Hey, we're going to pray for this house. And when we walk by, we're going to pray this way. And you teach them how to think and how to pray. You know, you can help, you can have them come help serve, come help serve the homeless uh, at the homeless shelter, come help serve uh, at the um, retirement home, come help serve at a, a battered uh, a shelter, whatever capacity, put your children in position to not only serve, but to see you serving. Don't hand that off to like a youth pastor. That's, that's great that we, that some churches have that. Uh, it's, it's wonderful, but they need to see you do it. They need to know that you care enough about God's will and about God's desire to reach the, the ends of the earth that they see you do it. Otherwise, they'll just realize, well, that's for someone else. 
Uh, and I want to remind all of us, no, it's not. It's for all of us. God's command wasn't some of you guys are going to be my witnesses. God's command was that you all will be my witness. So that's my encouragement this week. I'm excited to um, hopefully catch up with our podcasts and the cutting floor. Um, check back next week as we expand and we go from our Jerusalem, uh, which is how we've been identifying the family as Jerusalem. And we're going to move into what it looks like to go on mission for our community, our Judeas and Samarias. So I hope you guys have a blessed week. And as always, um, may all that you do glorify God. Thank you for joining us today on the River's Edge Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, check us out on our webpage at www.theriversedge.church.